Hi everyone, this is Joshna here. Uh, thank you so much for joining me here on Namaskar. And tonight I have a really special guest online. It's Anjali Silva, who's uh, from Olympia, Washington. And uh, she's an amazing singer-songwriter. Um, and she, we have worked together on a couple of albums, Red Fusion and uh, Live in Brazil. And um, and I just want to say, Anjali, that I love I love your voice, the warmth, the fullness of your voice. It's just so gorgeous. And I've always really loved the songs that you've written. And I appreciate you joining me tonight. And I wanted to ask you um, a little bit about what you're doing right now with your music. And, um, yeah, what plans you have for future as well. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. And uh, namaskar and hello, everybody from Olympia, Washington. It's a cloudy, rainy day in the summertime when it's supposed to be warm. <laughs> <laughs> we, haven't had, we haven't had our summer yet. Same here. Um, so, yeah, just backing up in the last five years, I've been singing Latin music again, which is my childhood love and craft. And, um, really enjoying performing here in the Northwest of the United States. And uh, this COVID has been challenging for that, but, um, you know, hasn't completely taken away our skill to do music and produce music and bring music to others and bring, you know, joy to them. Yeah, um, that's right. And I, al I also have been uh, called to... Uh, sing Prabhat Sangeet and Kirtan in communities that I would not have been able to do because like um, oh, in you know other parts of the nation and even internationally so I've joined some of those performances as well which has been really exciting and wonderful to reunite with people um, such as yourself. I don't think we've really done anything together in so many years, so it's really nice to to be reconnecting again. Absolutely, way. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And um, can you tell me, like, uh, a little bit about your, I know you've written amazing, beautiful songs, and, and also can you tell me a little bit about your Kirtan experience and um, how long you've been writing Kirtans and any kind of stories you might have? Um, for me, I know you feel this, Joshna, but like writing Kirtan, we don't write Kirtan, right? It, kirtan writes us. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I relate to that. Yeah. So um, I'll just get up in the morning and, and, uh, you know, it's like I want I want to sing kirtan and start to play some chords, and then a melody will come. And if I like it or feel inspired by it, I put on my my tape recorder and record it for another time. You know, yeah. Um, I haven't been compelled to to record a kirtan CD per se. Um, I. I let the kirtans flow through me, and and sometimes I'll go back to them and um, revisit them, and then make them a part of a repertoire. Uh, 
and mostly I use it for, you know, for group situations to, um, as you do, to, to help people um, lift themselves up and raise their vibration and heal themselves. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and healing ourselves as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Such quite an experience. Um, so, yeah, when you asked me earlier about um, a kirtan experience that I had, that was really profound for me. The one that I always remember, and there have been many, um, there have been so many, um, I think I, I think I want to talk about when I was living in Texas and there was a, a very powerful hurricane coming and, um, I had two small children and my husband and we lived in a house and it was, uh, it was vulnerable because the hurricanes would come on land and then there would be tornadoes that could knock the houses down. And um, I cleaned the inner bathroom <laughs> and I made a bed for my children in there. And I sang kirtan. The, the storm started around um, 10 o'clock at night and I sang kirtan all night long i did not lay down to sleep and it was it was based on fear um you know and and protecting my children and it was such a beautiful experience too to have this incredible storm surging around you and hearing yeah oh i you know there were tornadoes all around there were breaking glass out of the homes around me and uh knocking down trees like big pine trees and telephone poles and and i heard all of that happening while i'm singing the kirtan yeah and in the morning uh early morning there was still a a storm surge but it it uh was decreasing and i went outside and on our street nothing had fallen no glass was broken. None of the trees had fallen down on our whole block. And wow. as soon as I stepped into the other neighborhoods, there was chaos everywhere. Wow. And wow. <laughs> one, one more part to the story was um, that we wear this protective symbol called a pratik. And um, it's supposed to have magic powers. And uh, my son years ago had lost his critique somewhere and I never found it. But that morning when I stepped outside right in front of my house was his critique. Wow. The wind had, uh, it must have been in the dirt, like dug in the yeah, dirt. Yeah. The wind shifted the dirt wow. and put it right at the front of my door. Spooky. <laughs> it was um, and I felt the power of that, the protection yeah. from that critique. Yeah. So that's one of many Kirtan stories that I have. Wow, that's amazing. It really reminds me of not too long ago here in Ireland, uh, we had a terrible storm. And where my uh, mobile home is, is right along um, this sort of crevice area where there's a little river. 
and uh, the wind rushes down there and my this my place is right in the road of it and, and I remember in the middle of the night I heard this terrible crash terrible crash anyway so I got up and I I didn't you know it was so loud and um it was incredibly noisy and I just didn't know what was going on so I got up and I did Ketan and I um you know I did Ketan for about half an hour only about half an hour and then all of my fear and anxiety left and I and the storm was still raging behind, around me, but I, my fear and anxiety left, and I went back to bed. Anyway, when I got up in the morning, I got up, I looked outside, and there was the roof. There was the roof on the ground in front of the place, and um, I was fine because there's like this tin covering, and then there's the roof, you know. So the tin was still there, but the roof actually had completely blown off, and that's what what the noise was. But I was actually fine, like um. Yeah, I mean, it could have been it could have been much worse than what it was, but it just reminded me of the story that you just shared there. But yours was much more dramatic, actually. I can, yeah, really. Thank you. But it is amazing how kirtan is our medicine. Yeah. Um, it is. It's our medicine, and it's our tool, and we carry it with us, and we don't really have to have anything um solid you know it's it, we have our voice and yeah we can sing kirtan anywhere anywhere we are and bring that magical medicinal healing and um protection yeah you know? yeah exactly yeah. i know a lot of some people won't believe that but um those of us who've experienced it it's very real for us um i'm gonna have to pause here <laughs> I gotta get my thing out of the oven before it burns. <laughs> Please do. Well, let me just, I'm gonna shut it off. Okay. I'll just shut it off and then it'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> now we can go. Okay, and I wanted to, um, um, you know, I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about your Latin music because um, your voice is very I don't know it's just so gorgeous and it just seems to work so well with those songs and and I love the the sound that you have with your group and you tell me a little bit about the group that I saw you performing with online um I think there was a percussionist I think it was was it two percussionists actually uh, so there was a percussionist and he is a multi-instrumentalist. Uh, so in, in the percussion world, he, uh, Malo Castro, he's from Puerto Rico mm. originally. And um, the, mu the style is really pure Latin music from the, I guess you'd say the Latin diaspora, but it comes out of Cuba and Puerto Rico came over to New York and also went over to Mexico and um, Latin America. So, uh, so yeah, he played there in that kind of music. There are so many different instruments that, that go with the percussion family. And yeah. the bass is the conga, which is the big drum. Yeah. And then there are minor percussion instruments that go along with it. And that makes a complete ensemble for this particular style we yeah. were doing cuban song style yeah and um the so i got a call from malo that um a colleague of his a new colleague of his that it, it just newly moved to the area 
um, Pablo Flores is ori originally from Ecuador, and he's a Berkeley School graduate uh, in music and video production. So he was looking for original music for this project for United Way, which is a it's a service project, uh, you know, service project everywhere. Yeah. Like United Way is throughout the U.S. and um, they were looking for original music, and so my uh, older sister passed away uh, during this COVID period. She passed away from COVID, and um, I thought there was a song that my mother wrote in 1980 wow. when my grandmother passed away. Wow. She wrote a poem about my grandmother, and that when we die, we don't really die. We become a part of the elements. And that is, um, that's from our indigenous Mexican roots, those beliefs and the symbols of the hummingbirds and the butterflies and the different flowers, which come from the Yaqui um, indigenous culture. So she had put that all into uh, a poem. Yeah. And then when my mother passed away in, uh, uh, 2013, I put music to her poem that she had written for yeah. my grandmother. Yeah. And I also, at the same time, um, I have been taking classes um, in indigenous education, and I was in my third quarter of uh, Native American studies. And so... I was thinking, how can I tie in this music project into my Native American studies? And I got permission from my professor to do this music project and get several credits for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we did this project yeah. remotely, and the song is called I'll Find You. And mm. um, you can find it on my, uh, on my music page on Facebook under Angeli Silva Giggs, I think that's the name. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was wonderful. Um, Ian Jones is uh, the saxophone player, and Malo, Ian, and I have been working together for three years. We work in several different Latin groups in the area, and and Pablo is new to the area, like I said. So he's a new friend and colleague, and he and I co-produced it and it was just a wonderful experience getting to know him and collaborating with him you know creating that um community feeling mm, yeah so yeah i yeah. loved it i loved the um the sound of it it was in spanish so i didn't understand it's in english and there's spanish at the end there's a the chorus or the coro what we call the coro is in is in Spanish. Yeah, I must have clicked on that. That that I, but I heard was Spanish, and I just loved the sound of it. Really did. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That sounds so interesting. The yeah. the indigenous studies and the the Native American music culture, I guess, is is very powerful. No. Mm -hmm. Very very, yeah. very deep. Yeah, in the Americas, I guess you call it, in the Caribbean, like in, um, so 
people, us, those of us that have roots in Mexico, in Latin America, in the Caribbean, we are mixed with um, indigenous people and many don't even know it. And I mean, it can be like anywhere from 50 to 60 percent. Yeah. And the Spanish culture dominates and Spanish language dominates, you know, because of the colonization. And um, there is a new there's been a new movement amongst Mexican Mexican people, Mexican Americans to go back and research their roots and find out how much indigenous DNA they have and reconnecting our indigenous culture and we're discovering so many things it's pretty amazing it sounds, Foods, you yeah, know yeah um, like I mentioned about the the icons the butterflies the hummingbirds the flowers they all have um spiritual uh connotations and it, yeah it's very powerful yeah it did it brings me back to New Zealand and the the connections that that we have with the you know indigenous spirituality with the Maori, and I, I just can't imagine New Zealand. I just in New Zealand, when I think of New Zealand, I think of Maori music culture. I think of the tongaporo, the sounds that come you know with the indigenous music, in, musical instruments, and um, the sounds and the and the, the yeah the kapahaka. Um, the the um the power and the strength of singing collectively also is very strong in New Zealand and and um mm. yeah I think of those connections. It's um also uh, on that thread like um I was called last fall to sing for uh, a local Lat uh, Latin America they call it Hispanic. Um, Latin American, uh, oh, what was it? Like a gala event. There were about 300 people. It was quite big. And I was surprised to see so many Latin Americans in this area. And then we had like a really relaxed party afterwards with, with mm. the DJ. And I noticed that the steps that we were doing are the same steps as the indigenous people from the Latin American regions, you know? So it was like, you know, feet to the ground, like you're rooted into the ground when you dance. Like I know you've seen the Maori and, and also you've been to India and other indigenous cultures where your feet are really in the ground when you dance. And I, I noticed that and I was just fascinated how much indigenous uh, culture we carry forth it's like you can never mix it out of you no matter how <laughs> yeah. much you know yeah. Spanish or Portuguese you put in there or, <laughs> you know English British whatever it's always going to be there yeah, yeah well I think you're very fortunate to really be able to to have that opportunity to really connect more deeply with that and to be researching mm. it must be so good it's so powerful it is it is and it and it goes hand in hand with my, you know, Ananda Marga spiritual practice as well. I see that as a roots indigenous uh, practice, you know, the ancient tantra from thousands of years ago that we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I was just reading in, in the book Advent of a Mystery um, and um, the story that was being told was about how 
you know, um, the also talking about how Australia, New Zealand, um, Indigenous people have um, roots in Tantra. And I can definitely see oh. that in um, Māori culture, for example. You know, I, know, I do feel that every time I hear the haka, I feel like I'm hearing Shiva's dance of Tandava, um, the power wow. of it, and even the simil- there, are, there are some similarities in the, in the way that they dance and the, the originally how they used to jump very high in the air. But the, the warrior stance is very similar to Tandava. So I think those connections are there of Tantra, they are very deeply embedded in Māori music culture as well. Israel right now, Israel and Palestine, and um, I remember reading or hearing something that um, the Jewish culture or Jewish religion has a subterranean flow of Tantra, that Shiva visited those lands long ago, and I don't know, I mean, I can't find a sighting for it, but I do remember hearing it a few times, you know, that's it. Very interesting. Um, just wanted to ask you, you know, we, we have done a few recordings together and uh, one one in particular I wanted to ask you about was Red Earth Fusion because that one I'm putting together a Ketan album, Ketan guitar album collection at the moment and that one features on there and I just wanted to ask you if you remember your experience of recording that together and anything that related to that to that experience you want to share. changing experience for me it was that was an amazing time um i think we had a 10-day retreat yeah that was going on during mm-hmm. and, yeah it was a retreat and we were yeah and we were singing kirtan i remember you coming in at five o'clock in the morning and playing your guitar in the hallways and i'd peek out and you'd smile at me <laughs> <laughs> i'd be really Really, you're waking me up at five in the morning. <laughs> I don't remember that, but <laughs> it's oh, not I, like me. <laughs> oh yes, it must have been one time, but yeah. and um, but the flow was doing kirtan. It felt like twenty four hours a day, morning, noon, evening, you know, late evening, and then we were preparing to do this recording and. Part of the preparation was being in community and singing kirtan as much as we could just for the joy of it, you know, yeah. and the experience of it. And um, and then the recording, we had to do it at like two in the morning. It was very late. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I don't remember why, but I was so tired and I yeah. was feeling... I don't have a voice at three in the morning. I don't know how I'm <laughs> yeah. going to get this out. But um, I remember that, that generating that kirtan and that sisterhood as well. Mm. You know, that's what really stuck with me was all the women involved and the sisterhood. And mm. we controlled that retreat, you know. <laughs> we just took it over. For <laughs> like... We're here and we are doing kirtan, and you people just need to come with us or get out of our way. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing, and I had um, I had a lot of psychic phenomena like 
drumming up from that uh, during that time um mm. sometimes for me having like i had indigenous roots and i had a grandmother who brought that to me from the time i was a young child um i'd had psychic experiences and my mm. grandmother just gave me permission to have them and to experience them and not to stuff them down, you know, or to yeah. be afraid of them. Yeah. And so doing kirtan um, intensely will churn up those psychic experiences. And what happened for me during that time, and not only that retreat, but we also ended up in Vermont for what was it, maybe a long weekend at least, maybe four or five days, something like that, to record yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. And so, so much kirtan going, going, you know, singing, so much kirtan. I was feeling like I was in the land of Krishna and Shiva. Like, <laughs> I was in, you know, a world that existed thousands of years mm, ago, yeah. and I was one of the devotees. Yeah, and, that's interesting. Um, yeah, do you remember one time in Vermont you had me singing and and I would sing like so powerfully and you and um, Jagat Bandhu, the engineer, you would look at me like, where is she? <laughs> when, when I come out of it and I would say, I just saw, I was in the land of Shiva, I was in the land of Krishna. <laughs> I was really an amazing experience yeah i remember yeah. you being in vermont and yeah that was one of the most joyful experiences of my life i have to say being there there in vermont and and, and um recording that album and you know coming back freshly from india from having those oh, yeah. experiences with those kirtanas yeah. who are singing these particular rags that are very old you know, I mean, I, I would say back to Naratamadas, the 16th century, yeah. or, and these people who are so much in touch with this, um, with um, Chaitanya Mahababhu's teachings, and of course he was so much in touch with uh, his, you know, his devotion for Krishna was so profound, so profound. So those those sort of vibrations coming through the music, through those rugs, I believe they're still there because they're the same ones that they're singing they have been singing from the 16th century, if not longer. Very ancient. So it, so it makes sense that I was having those yeah, experiences while totally singing them. I yeah. never tied that together until you just said yeah, that the, right the now. Sounds. And also the one wow. we did, we did Shiva Ranjani rag, which was mm. a, also a very, as far as I know, ancient rag. And it expresses that power, the power um, of Shiva, you know, the tenderness also but this incredible strength coming through that rug I don't know if you remember that one that mm. we did at the very end the Shiva Ranjani yes, rug yeah so that mm -hmm. one also is a Shiva rug so no doubt you were experiencing the the source of those rugs oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah thank you so much for that and I just want to ask you if you have anything else you want to share before you get back to you I know you've got a lot to do tonight so yeah these, um, any closing thoughts being a, being a student 
the 22-year gap has been very interesting. Um, hmm. Well, I don't know. Not. I no. really don't have anything. <laughs> it's been it's been so nice talking with you, and like I said, reconnecting, and um, you know, I'm open to whatever the universe is bringing me in. You know, music experiences, kirtan experiences. I'm just open to see what the next journey is going to be. Yeah, so, yes, same here. I totally yeah. relate to that. I really do. Mm. But it's been a real yeah. joy talking to you, and it always is a joy talking to you. And mm. um, I look forward to connecting again in the near future. And thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your, yeah, all of these shared with us and, today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I love you. I love you too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. So thanks, everybody, for listening to my podcast today. And I really look forward to connecting with you tomorrow. I'll leave a link down below of um, one track from Radio Fusion and and talk tomorrow night. Thank you. Good night.